Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. All right, let's go in another edition of the Overflow Podcast. This is Jim Stern, and I am ready to get into another aspect of this incredible prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with, that he intends us to use every single day of our lives as a way of resetting daily, uh, of drawing near in intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, getting our hearts and minds right so that we can press into the fullness of all that he has for us. So far in our journey through the Lord's Prayer, we have seen the significance of prayer in the life of Jesus, fuller, greater, richer life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and yet prayer was the essence of who he was and how he teaches us to live. Then we moved into the Our Father who art in heaven. We talked about our identity. Lord's Prayer, prayer in general, is a love dialogue between a father and his son, between a father and his daughter. Then we look at community, that the Lord Jesus Christ even intends the prayer to deliver us out of loneliness, to deliver us out of superficial relationships or worldly relationships, to really press into authentic, deep, raw, kingdom-based relationships between brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that brings us to the portion of the Lord's Prayer that we are going to cover today, which, which gets into our motivation. What motivates us when we get up in the day What is it that drives us? What's the fuel in our hearts that's driving us to press into the day? And Jesus simply says in the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Here comes the invocation of the hallowed be your name. What does that mean? And how does that drive me? That's what we're going to get into today. You know, it's it's easy to say, right? We live in, in a social media world. Social media influencers, expanding access to fame, where everybody, so many people now, are driven by getting all of this likes and followers and Snapchat and TikTok and and Instagram and and everyone wants to vie for attention, to vie for recognition, to get the attaboy or to get the girl. and so many of us now are driven by this thirst and this lust to be recognized, to be seen, to be heard, all of these all of these kinds of things. And Jesus comes in and really lays an ax to the root of pride in our lives, really lays an ax to living our lives in such a way that we get the credit and we get the glory. And he does it just in these few short words when he says, hallowed be thy name. In the Lord's Prayer, we establish every single day that our motive in life really is that we would live our lives in such a way that God our Father himself would be the one who gets seen. That God our Father himself would be the one who gets the, gre- who gets the glory, who gets the credit, who gets the recognition so that people will come to us and say, what is it about your life that makes you able to do the things that you do? What is it about your life that makes you able to experience the peace that you have or the joy that you have? And we are able to say, this is what it looks like to walk in relationship with the God of all creation, to be a son to your father, to be a daughter to our father. In fact, Jesus says and. In Matthew 5, let your light shine in such a way that men may see your good works and glorify your Father, and glorify your Father in heaven. I think it's very difficult, it might even be impossible, 
to rightly interpret what's going on in your life apart from the hallowed. I think it's very difficult or impossible to rightly understand your life apart from considering how God our Father is seeking to be seen and what it is that he's doing in you. For God our Father just does not like normal things. He does not like traditional lives. He's not into the He's not into the everyday. God our Father is into doing things in abnormal and weird and bizarre and strange ways through which he gets the glory and he gets the credit. Think about all the Bible stories that you know, Bible stories that you love. And and are they normal events? Are they normal occurrences in life? Are they things that people would see and go, oh yeah, I saw that four days ago. Or are they things that people would step back and go, what in the world is going on here? And it draws their attention and draws them in to say, tell me more about what's happening. Gives access, opportunity to tell stories about the glory of God and what he's doing and his availability to do these same kind of things in the lives of other people. The biggest example of the craziness of God our Father, obviously, is birthing his beloved son, sending his beloved son, sending God the Son, one person of the Trinity, co-equal in the Trinity, sending him to be born through a virgin a virgin woman. At the time, we believe 14, 15 years old, and it was the plan of God our Father through the power of the Holy Spirit to conceive his son in the womb of the Virgin Mary in such a way that people would say, this can't be. There's no way that this is possible. Nothing like this has ever been done before. Well, of course nothing like this has ever been done before because only the God of all creation is capable of doing something like this. And even in the act of a virgin woman conceiving of a child, we see the glory, the glory of God. How do you interpret what's going on in the life of Mary apart from the glory of God? God, our Father, architected this plan. He architected this strategy in and through the life of Mary to give us evidence, to give us irrefutable evidence that only God himself could accomplish something like this. And because of something like this, it demands people to consider the reality of the living God. Does your life, And the things that happen in your life, does my life and the things that happen in my life demand for people to consider the reality of the living God? It's a difficult question and it's a hard way to live because it's unlike the lives of the people that are around us. God our Father wants to do things in us through which only he can be seen, only he can get the credit, only he can get the glory. In addition to the story of Jesus, the birth narrative of Jesus, there are, there are uh, every Bible story, uh, one in particular that jumps off the page when we're talking about the glory of God is the story of Gideon. Gideon was a judge in the history, in the Old Testament, in the history of Israel. His story is found in Judges chapter 6 and Judges chapter 7. It's also recorded in the book, uh, in the brilliant book. What we're about to go through is in this chapter uh, on, in the brilliant book. <clears throat> Suffice it to say, the nation of Israel was under attack by a group of people called the Midianites group of people called the Midianites and God our Father wanted to raise up somebody to lead his people into battle against the Midianites. And so God our Father chose a very uh, unsuspecting, a very uh, unqualified man by the name of Gideon. He goes back and forth. Gideon does. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. God says, yes, you are. Finally, Gideon steps in and says, okay, I'll do it. And then, and then Gideon is about to lead the army in 
and in, in against Midian, and in and in Judges chapter seven verse two, the scripture says, "The Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give Midian into their hands, for Israel would become boastful, saying, My own power has delivered me. Now therefore come, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is afraid and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. So in the beginning of the battle, Gideon's army had 30,000 Israelites in the battle. And God said, if I send 30,000 Israelites in the battle against Midian, all of you Israelites are going to say, hey, look at how bad and tough our army is. Look at what we were able to do against the Midianites. And so God takes Gideon through this process of thinning out his army from 30,000 people, 30,000 strong, down to 300. God our Father calls out 29,700 soldiers, sends them away, tells them to go home so that God our Father could lead Gideon and his army of 300 against the national army of the Midianites. Now, if you don't understand the Hallowed, if you're not looking for the glory of God in your life, if you're not looking for the glory of God in Gideon's life, this looks like Gideon is an idiot. This looks like Gideon has no idea what he's doing. It's poor leadership. How could you lose this many guys, this many warriors? You need to take as many soldiers as you need to into battle to secure, to provide insurance, that you have the best possible chance of winning this war. But if you look at it through the lens of the Hallowed, you see very clearly, oh, okay, God is doing this. God, our Father is thinning the crowd so that when victory comes, and God, our Father is absolutely going to grant victory, Absolutely going to grant victory when victory happens. God, our Father, is the one who gets the credit. God, our Father, is the one who gets the credit. And so when we come to the Hallowed every day in the prayer, we are praying, Father, let you receive the glory, not me. I want my life to be lived in such a way. My Father, who is in heaven, with brothers and sisters in the kingdom, I'm not the only one who's living this crazy life. I'm not getting all by myself. I've got brothers and sisters in the Lord who are also living a Lord's Prayer life. And I'm coming before my father as his son. You're coming before our father as his daughter. And we're saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name today. And the way that I live as a man, and the way that I live as a woman, and the way that I live as a father, and the way that I live as a mother, and the way that I live as a husband and a wife, is the way that I live in my careers, the way that I'm acting in this project, and the way that I'm dealing with my family members, and the way that I'm dealing with fill in the blank. Father, I want to deal with my life in such a way that you receive the glory and you receive the credit. Hallowed be, hallowed be your name. Jesus takes an ax to our pride. He takes an ax to us wanting to receive the credit, us wanting to receive the glory of whatever it is that we're doing, that we want people to give us recognition for how great we are. I'm such a great dad. I'm such a great mom. I'm such a great servant or an employee. I'm such an all-star at this. And, and Jesus takes an ax to this and says, your life is not about you. Your life is not about you. Your life today through the Lord's Prayer is about the glory of God. And again, we said Jesus lived the fullest, greatest, richest life of anybody on planet Earth. He had the richest interior quality of life. It would be a quality of life in an interior living that you would long to have. Uh, uh, green, uh, green uh, Green pastures and quiet waters. Beautiful skies and the internal weather of the Lord Jesus Christ. You would long for that. And we say, how did he have that? We see it in the Lord's Prayer. He prays the Our Father. He's the Son to our Father. He's got a community of people around him that he loves and that love him. And then he's saying, my life is freed up. 
I'm freed up from fear, from anxiety, from concern about me getting credit, about me getting the glory for what I'm going through in my life. My life is lived for the glory of my Father. My life is lived for the glory of my Father. So let me end our session in this way. How hard for you is it to pray the hallowed? How hard for you is it to pray the hallowed? How does the hallowed affect your interpretation of your life? If you look at your life and the things that are going on in your life right now through the lens of your pride, how do you interpret what's going on in your life? Now, if we if you look at your life through the lens of God our Father getting the credit, God our Father receiving the glory, how does that affect your interpretation of your life? This is not easy, brothers and sisters, and it's not easy because we are so addicted to getting attention. I pray that this has been helpful for you. I pray that you're in a small group of people that you can come alongside, that you all can share on the rugged road of faith with the struggles that we have to do this, the successes and the victories that we have, where God has been clearly seen through your life, our Father's been clearly seen through your life, and you guys can pray with one another for the power of the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to live out the hallowed and to pray it every single day as we seek to live in the overflow of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look forward to being with you again next time in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.